Welcome to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. We are here for you to know God, grow together, discover purpose, and make a difference in New York City and beyond. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram at Every Nation NYC. Enjoy the message. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Psalms 119, 105. We're going to continue in our sermon series, uh, The Refreshed Life. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to encourage you, encourage myself and others to get in the Word of God. There's something about reading our Bibles, not just kind of skimming or going through it, but it's important for you and I to get in the Word. And when we get in the Word, it's life-changing. There's something powerful that will take place. Pastor Nathan kicked it off recently just saying this. He's talking about a new way. And what happens is, is we can get caught up in an old way of doing things. But when we get in the Word of God and we allow the Word to begin to take over our lives, where the word becomes priority, it becomes number one, it becomes the, the grid of our lives, something will change. Your attitude, the way you think, the way you handle affairs, the places we go and the things we do is because of the word of God. And it's a new way of living, a new way of thinking. He'll bless, the, uh, he'll bless us by a new way of living <clears throat> because there's a new standard. And I really want to say that we need to take the word of God and bring our lives under it. Submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and his word. And as we do those things, you'll start to see supernatural things start happening in your life. Things that you never thought you would do, places you never thought you would go, the word will take you there. And we looked at that in Psalms 119, one through eight. Today we're gonna be looking at what it means to have a fresh desire, a desire. See, our desire sometimes can lead you and I to places we don't want to go and places and things that we don't want to do if our desires aren't right. There's some good desires and there's some bad desires, but a lot of times we can find ourselves being caught up in the ways of the world. But this, when we encounter God, when we find that he is the deepest desire of our heart, and I need you to hear this this morning, the deepest desire of our heart, and when we align ourselves with those deep desires, our lifestyles will change. Things will begin to take place. Our vision will change. The hearing things will change. The way we practice and do things will change. Our hearts will change. Uh, fears will go. And we'll have a, not just a new year, but we'll have a new you. And the word can help us with this life. And so when you look at Psalms 119, what's the significance of this, this uh, uh, scripture, of this uh, chapter, if you will? The Bible says this, Psalms 19 is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's 176 verses. And the purpose of the psalm written by David is to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate God's words and his instructions to his people. It's important that we understand that there's power in the word. The Bible says this in Psalms 119.72. It says this, the law of your mouth is better to me than the thousands of gold and silver pieces. There's something about the word. It's important for us to get into this. I just want to dive right into it. If you have your Bible, once again, you can go to Psalms 119. We're going to be in verses 33 through 40, and I'm going to read this. It says, teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant, 
so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread for your laws are good. How long for your precepts and your righteousness preserve my life? David is begging God in this verse, in this chapter. He's asking God to be taught. Lord, teach me your word. He wants to understand the word. He wants to be a student. And there's something about being a student of the word. See, we can either be good students or we can be a bad student. But I'm here to challenge you this morning to humble yourselves. And so when I hear things like this, I hear things like, I got this, or I've heard this, or I don't need this. We always look back and we wonder why our lives are messed up. And it's important, just as David is saying, teach me your word. I want to be a student. I want to be a disciple. And that word disciple, all it means is learner. I need to understand not only what it is you're speaking, but I want to take what you're learning or what you're speaking and apply it to my life and go do great things. David is begging. And if there's anything you hear me say this morning is this. Those who want to love God, those who want the love of God to be rooted in them must get the love of the world rooted out of them. You can't be who you're called to be if you have the world in you. Worldish ways, worldish things. And what we have to do today is we got to not be afraid, which is my first point of change. So many people are afraid to change, allowing things to take their lives and turn it in a different direction. We get comfortable in our ways. Well, I grew up that way where my mom's like that. My dad's like that. Well, my uncle's like that. People in my life are like that. But, you know, God is wanting to come in and change your life through his word. And we have to be willing to allow ourselves to do this. See, we're quick as a people to upgrade. How many like upgrades? Raise your hand. Come on, let's be honest. We like to upgrade our phones. Man, the new iPhone come out. The, I mean, it can be out. <laughs> you want the iPhone 21, you still on the 15. You know, you still trying to fight through the, I need a new phone. We get a computer. I want that new computer. I got to upgrade it. Got to get the new software downloaded. Got to keep upgrading. You want new cars. You see something somebody has, you want to upgrade to that thing. But nobody wants to upgrade your life. So many people are worried about what's going on out there instead of what's going on inside of here. And I want to be the one always quick to listen. I want to be a learner. I love to sit and be still and to be taught the word and how to apply the word to my life and how to apply the word, uh, the word to circumstances and situations. The Bible says this in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit, between the joint and the marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires, the word. So what the word is going to do is going to cut some things out of your life and out of my life. Things that we may want to hold on to that God is saying you need to let go. And as I begin to read the word, something begins to transform me inside. And I love the word because anytime I have a problem in life, anytime I'm going through something, the word has an answer for it. I don't need to go to TikTok and find an answer. I don't need to go to Facebook. Or I don't need to go to YouTube. I don't need to go to social media. What I need to train myself and teach myself is to go to the word of God. Amen. See, if me and if you want to be a better husband, and I'm going to preach this this morning. If you want to be a better husband, do you need to get in the word? 
See, the word will help you treat, uh, treat your wife as Christ treated the church, which means he gave himself up for her. The word will teach you to handle her properly. Because I'm here to tell you, the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 7, that if I don't teach or treat her properly, then it says my prayers are going to be hindered. Oh, my. And a lot of y'all are in here praying for stuff. Oh, God, give me that business. Oh, God, give me that house. Oh, God, do this and do that. But he ain't hearing because you ain't treating her right. It's quiet in here. Valentine's is coming. You got a chance to redeem yourself. But ladies, I'm going to have to talk to you about the word as well. Yeah, y'all didn't get off the day. I'm, I got to come back around. I'm going to talk to the ladies now. In Proverbs, it talks about a woman, how she can build her house up or tear her house down by her words. Women, you got a strong voice in the home. You have to be careful. You got to speak blessings and not cursings over your spouse and your children. Maybe because you don't have the things that they have on Fifth Ave or up there in that penthouse, but you got God and you got his word and you got a husband and you got children, you are blessed. You have to be careful on the way we speak and talk. The word, we're talking about a fresh desire and allowing God to change your attitude, to change your perspective when it comes to the word. David, I'm begging you, God, teach me your ways. Teach me your word. Teach me how to live this way. Ezekiel 36 and uh, verse 26, it says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of a, a heart of flesh. What is this saying? I want to transform your heart. See, the word, when it gets inside of that heart, it begins to remove the things, the desires that are ungodly and unrighteous. And now God can put the right desires in your heart. See, whatever has your heart has you. And I need you to hear that this morning. I love God, and I'm not ashamed of God. I love making, let me ratchet up, make sure, because you know there's a lot of gods out there. Make sure, Jesus. And I love his word. And Jesus is the desire of my heart. And I'm a yes, Lord man, not a oh, my man, or, or maybe Lord. It's a yes, Lord. And why is that? Because I love his word. There was a season in my life where all I cared about was one thing, and it's called football. That's it. Live, breathe, eat, sleep the game. Chase the game. And I was the type guy, when you wake up, oh, in the fresh cut grass. Oh, it's football season, baby. Man, I was the one at, 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 the, at the sporting goods store, man, buying the new shoes and buying the this, that, and the other. And, man, it was the helmet. It was this. You know, I couldn't wait to put the jersey on. And uh, just the roar of the crowd and, and, of course, the paycheck. I loved that the most. But, you know, man, it was just so much. I loved the game. And the game ran my life. I woke up thinking about it, going to sleep thinking about it. And you know what? It almost drove me crazy because it was so much of the game. But oh, oh my gosh, when I encountered Jesus, he knocked that desire clean out of my life. And all I cared about was Jesus. And all I cared about was his word. And all I cared about was, God, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? Where can I go for you? And he says, you know what? All I want to do is take that desire and I want to shift this. And I want to give you a platform. See, there's nothing wrong with pursuing something. But when you get there, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? And I began to stand in locker rooms and I began to tell my teammates about Jesus and coaches about Jesus. And doors began to open into high schools and college campuses. And I began to speak and tell people about Jesus, all that I have a platform just by playing football. 
but it was the word and the desire. And I got to the point where I didn't even care about the game no more. All I cared about was Jesus. God has the ability to change your life, to change you, to change your perspective. But you've got to allow the word to come in. The Bible says this in Philippians 1, 6, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. He who began a good work. When you get in this word and Jesus becomes the Lord of your life and you begin to take this word and this word becomes the final authority in your life. When he starts this work inside of you, oh, he's going to bring it to completion. He's going to continue to challenge you to walk and to serve and to love and to do the things that he's called you to do through the grid of this word. Remember, those who want the love of God to be rooted in them must get the love of the world rooted out of them. And the only thing that can get stuff out of our lives is the word of God. Allow this word to go deep and to break up some things. In verses 36 and 38, it talks about the eyes and things being vanity. Chasing the wind, if you will. Chasing after things. You know, that's a war within. And the only thing I want to say is my second point is this, is that you have to win the war within. And what do I mean by that? The internal man, the internal woman is always wrestling with the godly man or the godly woman. The flesh is wrestling with the spirit. The flesh wants the worldly stuff and the spirit wants the godly stuff. And it's a war. And many of us in here are battling in that world right now. There's things going on inside of us. Galatians 5:17 says this, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. A war. The word that gets inside of you and it's trying to kick some stuff out. This needs to go, that needs to go. And sometimes you and I will get into a situation where, no, I wanna keep that or I wanna chase that. And I'm here to say something this morning. You can't catch the wind. You can't chase things. You chase desires and you go places you know you don't need to go and you do things you shouldn't do. And you're going after these things. And there's nothing wrong with desires and wanting to be something and do something. But you can't allow those desires to dictate your life. Watch the documentary on HBO on Amy Winehouse. You remember Amy. In the documentary, it says she started off just wanting to be famous. And she is going after her dream, and she said, I just want to be famous and make lots of money in this documentary. And she did it. She got out there and crushed it. But with that came some problems as she's chasing the fame and chasing the dream. Came the addiction. Came the isolation. And in the documentary, they interview her bodyguard. And they ask the bodyguard, this is him talking, and he says, on her last night of living, she said she, she was watching videos of herself singing, her concerts, and just watching it. And in the middle of it, she pushes, pauses, looks up at him and says, man, I can sing. And he looks back at her, he goes, man, you can sing, girl. You are Amy Winehouse. And then she looks back at him, she goes, you know what? I would give it all away right now if I could just walk down the street 
and nobody knew my name and nobody would bother me. I'd give it all away right now just for a little bit of peace. And on that night, she committed suicide. And so what I mean is this. You can chase the penthouse and you can chase the corner brick, uh, uh, the corner office, and you can chase all these things and you get there and you will still be empty. See, the thing we need to be chasing is God and his word, God and his will. See, when his will trumps my will, something supernatural will take place. Now I begin to love what he loves. I begin to hate what he hates. I'll go where he say go and do what he says do. But until that happens, there's always going to be a war within. And today I'm challenging you and I'm challenging myself to get a fresh perspective on the word of God. You and I need to read it like we've never read it, and we need to apply it like we've never applied it to our lives today. Because some of us are chasing the wind, and I'm telling you this morning, you can't catch it, you can't get it, and as you get the thing that you think you want, you get the husband, you get the wife, you get the child, you get all these things, and I promise you this, you're gonna be empty. Because we are created with a God hole inside of us. And the only thing that can fill and quench the desire, we're talking about a fresh life, a refreshing this morning. The only thing that's going to refresh you and refresh me the way I need it to be refreshed is the word of God coming and dwelling inside of me in a fresh new way. It's time to stop worrying about what everybody else is saying and doing and start doing what God is saying and doing. This was David's desire. Lord, teach me, not just teaching me, but I want to apply this. Why? Because I want to take what I'm learning as a king and I want to apply it to my duties in life. I want to be the best king. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best person that I can be, but I can't do it without the word. I can't do it without the word. Some of you want to go to another level, go to another level in the Word. Study your Bible. Find out what's going on in society and say, you know what, I want to make a difference, but I want to make a difference through the Word of God. It's the Word. It's the Word. The Word does some great things. The Bible says this in Romans 7, 15. I do not really understand, and this is Paul. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. You ever get to a point in your life where you realize, man, I'm doing bad and I know it. (laughs) I know it. That's the moment where I got to say, you know what, it's time for a change. Because when I'm laying on my back and I'm looking up, there's the only way I can go is up because I'm on my back, I'm on the ground. And God wants to take you from the bottom and raise you up to do something great. But you gotta allow the word of God to do that. The word. I love the word, I love reading the word. My first move in the morning is to read Psalms 119. I've done this for 15 years. It takes 15 minutes to listen to it on 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 your Bible app. 15 minutes. That's my first thing in the morning. Put that in and I listen. And I walk around and I say this, Lord, I need you to help me to be a better husband. I need you to help me to be a better father. I need you to help me to be a better minister of the word. 
I want to give more, God. I don't want to be stingy. I don't want to be like Pastor Ron was talking about. I don't want to be that one holding and grudging. I want to be a generous giver. God, make me more like you. And the only thing I know that can change me is your word because I know I got some desires in my heart. I want to do things my way. But see, God, I'm asking you, not my will, but your will. Not my ways, but your ways. Not my desires, but your desires. Oh, Lord, wreck me today and make me new and make me whole so I can be the man of God that you created me to be. And use me, Lord. Oh, God, use me. Use me because I need to be used by you. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. And I don't want this world to go to the hell in a handbasket. No, I want to be in the game. I want to be in the game. And I'm asking you this morning, do you want to be in the game? Are you willing to give up some stuff and allow the word to come in and trump whatever's going on in your life and say, I will do exactly what God is speaking in this word right here. I'll serve him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength through his word. Not with Pastor Shino saying or Pastor Nathan or Kaz or whoever's in the pulpit on Sunday. No, no, no. As long as they're preaching the word, I'm going to take that. I'm going to apply it to my life, the word of God. And my last point is this. Is that in this Psalms, it talks about testimonies. And what I love about a testimony is David is able to look back and see the goodness of God in his life, in the lives of others. And what will happen is, is you get around some people and they start talking about what God has done and what God does in, his, in, in others' lives. Like when I see this stuff about Nepal, it provokes me. Why Nepal and why not New York, Lord Jesus? If you can do it in Nepal, you can do it right here in Manhattan. It provokes you. Testimonies. And what happens is, is we as people can look at those old things, things that we've heard in the past, those testimonies, and be like, oh, man, that's way back then. God isn't going to do that stuff. Oh, man, just be quiet. Uh, the revival this, and he did this back in Wall Street and all these other places. Man, let's just be quiet. Let's not talk about the, the testimonies. But the Bible does say this in Revelations 12, 11, and they defeated or overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. See, there's power in a testimony. There's power in telling people what has happened and what God has done, because if God has done it, then he can do it today. And so we're going to be a church that testifies we're going to talk about what God has done and what he continues to do, what he did at 414, God do it again. So you need to get around people with testimonies because what it'll do is it'll provoke you to get in the game. And I'm going to say this, and I need you to hear this this morning. This is my last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to get off this stage. Some of us are walking around here depressed. Some of you are walking around here hurting from the past pains and things that have gone on in your life. And you're allowing the enemy to destroy your, your testimony, to destroy your walk, to keep you from being the man of God that he's called you to be. But I need you to hear this this morning. Sometimes you and I are going to have to play this game of life injured. Sometimes we're going to have to continue to walk it out the way we have to walk it out when we're hurt, when we're beat up, when things aren't happening the way we need to go through. Why? Because it's a testimony. It's the testimony to our God as his character that he brought you through. And it's a testimony to those that are walking around you to say, man, God did something for you. Testimony. It's time for you to have your own testimony.
I can't live off the testimonies of Pastor Ron or those that have gone before us, Lynette and others. I have to create a testimony. May God do something new and fresh here in New York City through this church called Every Nation. Man, we need revival in this place. And the only way we're going to get the revival is through the word of God. We need his spirit. We need his word. We need his power. We need him afresh. People, it's time to get off TikTok, get off Facebook, get off all these things that are distracting you from this word. The Bible says this in Psalms 71, 15 through 24. I will tell of your goodness all day long. I will speak of your salvation through it more than I can understand. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will proclaim your goodness, yours alone. You have taught me ever since I was young. And I still tell of your wonderful acts. Now that I'm old and my hair is gray, do not abandon me, oh God. Be with me while I proclaim your power and your might to all generations to come. Desires. Allow the word to come in in this season and to rearrange those desires. Will you desire his word? You desire him and you desire to be with his people. I'm going to ask you a question. How much do you really love Jesus and how much do you really love his word? If he was to whisper in your ear right now, I'm asking you to give it all up for me and not just give it up, but I want you to follow me. Would you do it? Would you allow his desires to trump yours? Will you allow your life to be rearranged according to his will and to his ways? Will you be a yes, Lord, man or woman? His word. If you say, Pastor, I'm ready to renew my life in a way that brings honor and glory to God. I'm ready to set aside the foolish things of this world. And I'm ready to get in my Bible, in my word. And I'm not just going to read it, but I'm going to do what it says this year that this word will become the final authority in my life as a husband, as a father, as a mother and wife, as an honor uncle, just a person that's sold out to follow you. I'm willing. I'm ready to put my life in your hands and do what you say. If that's you this morning, you're just saying, Lord, I, a fresh touch a fresh revelation of your word. I'm ready to go all in. I want you to stand to your feet where you are. A refreshed life. A refreshed life. 
a refreshed life. Yes, Lord. God, as people are standing and making this public declaration that I'm ready to read this Bible. I'm ready to do what it says. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would begin to hunger and thirst for your word like never before. God, I pray that their first move in the morning is to open up this word and to begin to meditate on it and to begin to apply it to their lives. I pray, God, that when they're going through dark moments and situations, that, Lord, their first move is to say, what does the word say about this situation? When things are going on in my marriage, when things are going on in my family, when things are going on on my job, when things are going on personally in my life, my first move is to say, what is going on? What does the word say? Refresh them. Lord, I'm asking that, Lord, there be fresh revelation in this season as people begin to dig into this word, as they begin to read and pray, as they begin to apply, God, I pray in Jesus' name, it's like something new hit them all over again, a fresh desire for you, a fresh desire for your word, a fresh desire for your people, a fresh desire to be used by you. There's people in here that have been missionaries in the past. There's been people in here that at a season in your life, you would stand up and proclaim the goodness of God. You didn't care what people said. You didn't care what people thought. It's time to go back to that. Life's gotten chaotic, but it's time to realign your word and allow the God of heaven and earth and his word to be the GPS of your life. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for the power of your word in this house. And I thank you that we're going to be a word people. We're going to be a people of your word. Bless them. May your face shine upon them. And Lord, I ask today that you would cut off the things of the past and Lord, make things new. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. If you enjoyed our message, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others hear the message of Jesus, and we really appreciate it. If you have yet to spend time with us in person, we would love to welcome you to one of our services. Visit everynationnyc.org to find all the info you need to attend a service. We will see you there.